but worth. Occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Just heard to the one, the only EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I ask for your uh, prayers as many of us are heading off uh, this weekend for the big good news conference in Phoenix. Many EWTN personalities will be there speaking, myself included. I'm really looking forward to that. And thanks to uh, Corporate Travel, John Hale, and of course, Word on Fire Ministries of Bishop Barron. And you can check out the conference at goodnewsconference.com. My friend Kelly Walquist is also going to be there with wine, and Dow will be there. Wine is Women in the New Evangelization, and Dow is Educating on the Nature and Dignity of Women. Uh, it's just a, a phenomenal conference that, of course, Bishop Barron and Father Michael Schmitz and Father John Mercado. So it's going to be a pretty incredible weekend. I'm honored just to be among those uh, folks who are speaking. So uh, I leave tomorrow, and I speak on Tuesday on November 1st. So it's a busy weekend, jam-packed. Right now they have a 1,000 people that are registered, and I think they're pretty much at capacity. But if you're interested in following goodnewsconference.com. Coming up on the show today, of course, of course, it's 9.15 Eastern Time. We will check in with Doug Keck, as we always do, for our Inside Word. He's the President and Chief Operating Officer of the Network, and we'll check in. Bottom of the hour, Fact Check Friday. Uh, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to deal with all these different stories. I mean, I know I'll have a nine-minute segment, but... There's so many incredible stories out there, especially the reaction to Elon Musk taking over Twitter. The left is having a total, total meltdown. Now, I think we all have to be cautious, and he is, you know, is not a saint, right? And we shouldn't see him as a be-all and end-all. But if he is going to live up to what he's promising in terms of making it what it's supposed to be, a platform for free speech as opposed to just pandering to left ideology and burying particular stories to protect particular candidates, if he really is going to live up to what he's promised in really balancing this social media outlet, this massive, massive social media outlet that has such an impact, then it should be good news to everyone, regardless of where you stand on the issues. Because if you truly believe in free speech, and there's some very powerful quotes and some statements he made already on Twitter, and the left is just losing its mind, losing its mind over this. And I'm thinking, well... Why? If you're all about free speech, and if you want truth out there, what are you worried about? Everybody has a chance to to speak. Well, that has not been the case as we know, and that's why so many other social media platforms like Parler and others have been started, because Twitter has just been banning people and canceling people left and right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but also interesting are the reactions coming from the left, where they're literally losing their minds over this. If we have time, I also want to dive into a very interesting story that my friend Marcy from uh, Teresa Tommy Communications sent me. She's always looking for, for different stories, and she sent me one this morning. Another story that's being ignored by the left, by the leftist media, is a story about what's happening over in Europe. Now, there are several levels to this story. You may not be aware that earlier this summer, two major, quote-unquote, transitioning centers, these medical research centers, I don't even want to call them research, but whatever they are, they were the ones that were dealing with young children coming in and saying, claiming that they wanted to be the opposite sex. 
And so these places are putting them on these very dangerous drugs, these hormones, puberty blockers and whatnot, and performing all of these different types of uh, life-altering surgeries. And then they were shut down because there were whistleblowers on the inside saying, whoa, wait a minute. This is not helping but hurting. And all the promises, all the promises about screening and psychological examination, again, much like the abortion industry, all these things are put out there to make it think that it's all good and it's all honest and we're just helping people and blah, blah, blah. We really, you know, care about women. You know the song and dance. And guess what? They're finding out that it's doing so much harm. And there's a story today regarding what's happening with these drugs in Great Britain in particular. And this after two major centers have shut down. I believe one was in Norway and the other was in Great Britain. And yet here we are in the United States with um, certain politicians still pushing this whole transgender issue. So that's a story that's being ignored. I don't know if I'll have time to get into that. I may just read a couple paragraphs from the story that Marcy sent me this morning. But either way, it's very important to hear this. And this is what you can share. Because these are medical experts. They're not coming from a religious perspective. These are people who are saying this is wrong. This is dangerous. Because they've seen the horrific results of what this, these people behind this ideology are pushing. So that's Fact Check Friday. And then we're wrapping up with Andrea Picotti-Bayer. She's a legal analyst for the network, EW10, and a strategy consultant and media fellow for the Institute of Human Ecology at Catholic U. She has a terrific commentary posted on the register, of course, ncregister.com, regarding faithful Catholics and the midterms, what to do. It's very, very well written and very informative, and I encourage you to look it up. We'll have the link on the archive section of Catholic Connection, but, of course, you can also go always to the register and look it up uh, under her name, and I believe it's still posted there. And we'll uh, check it out. Either way, there'll be a link to it on our Catholic Connection archives through AveMariaRadio.net. All righty then, uh, what are we looking at? Well, in terms of uh, the weather, they're focusing um, on a big, big storm uh, in the southern portion of Alaska through the weekend with heavy precipitation and coastal hazards. And they're saying that storm, in turn, is expected to bring bring increases in moisture for the Pacific Northwest this weekend with lower elevation rain and higher terrain mountain snows. And then meanwhile, low pressure will track across the southern states as a chance for severe weather. We've got a story on that this morning in the news. Well, speaking of the news, let's get to that right now and see what's happening in and around the world. It is a Friday, and you are listening to EWTN. Catholic News Agency reporting today that Bishop Michael Burbage of Arlington denouncing U.S. President Joe Biden's stated intention to codify a national right to abortion should Democrats win control of Congress. The bishop said that Joe Biden recently stated if the Democratic Party has control of Congress following the election, his top priority will be abortion legislation. I condemn abortion and any political tactic that would codify abortion as national policy. Burbage went on to say, fundamentally, abortion ends a life of a precious child and deeply wounds a child's mother. The role of Congress is to pass laws that serve the common good, and yet this priority of the president only brings about pain and death. He wrote in response to Biden's agenda that we witness firsthand the wounds women and men endure after any of the life of their child, and it's clear they deserve better than abortion. Through various ministries, the Diocese of Arlington, he said, accompanies those who have suffered from the pain of abortion. His statement also referring to an October 25th statement from Archbishop William Lurie of Baltimore, who chairs the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Pro-Life Activities, 
which also responded to Biden's legislative plan for abortion. Nearly 14 Americans have cast their early ballots in 44 states ahead of next week's midterms. As of yesterday, Florida voters have cast the most early ballots with 1.9 million already voting. California, Georgia, and Texas also have seen more than a million early ballots cast. Cal Perry reporting from Moscow that Russian President Vladimir Putin is facing growing pressure at home over Ukraine, but remaining defiant. Vladimir Putin blaming his invasion on the West, saying they wanted this conflict. One day after overseeing Russian nuclear drills, now Putin saying he has no intention of using nuclear weapons. Putin was also asked about the plan for the war and said Ukrainian resistance has proven Russia was in the right with its invasion. Also went after Western nations, saying there are at least two Wests. Putin explaining one has traditional values and Russia is close to that, but the other is aggressive and cosmopolitan. But the war on Ukraine continues as the Russian army is forcibly removing citizens, saying anyone who remains will be treated as an enemy. A senior Ukrainian official now publicly urging Ukrainians who are abroad to stay and not return home. A group of House Republicans looking into what they call potential misuse of the nation's strategic oil reserves by Joe Biden. Thirteen GOP members sending a letter to the Energy Department requesting documents about releases from the reserve that were aimed at bringing down high gas prices. However, in a statement made public on Thursday, the Energy Department saying the administration was using the oil stockpile as it was intended. Several top Twitter executives are out of a job, and that's just hours after Elon Musk became the new owner. The billionaire has previously said he plans to cut around 75% of the company's staff after he takes ownership, and it seems he spared no time in doing so. The same night he acquired the company, Musk fired the CEO and CFO along with other top execs. He said the three top executives were fired after misleading him as well as investors over the number of fake accounts on the platform, and that is according to a source within Knowledge of the Matter, speaking with Fox Business News. South Korean military officials say North Korea, as Mark Mayfield tells us, fired two short-range ballistic missiles into the sea off the coast of the Korean Peninsula today. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said the military has strengthened its surveillance and vigilance in response to the North's latest weapons test. The U.S. military said it is aware of the North Korean launch, which doesn't pose a threat to American troops, territory, or allies. Today's launch is the 28th this year by the isolated communist state, and it comes as South Korea is winding up military drills involving its Navy, Marine Corps, and Air Force. The days are getting shorter, the nights longer, and officials warn heating costs soaring. Axios reporting in the Northeast, states including New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, and Maine, should expect caps on heating oil purchases as supplies dwindle. Our concern is an extended cold snap, which could really further strain supplies. That's Michael Ferrante with the Massachusetts Energy Marketers Association. The Department of Energy expects heating bills to go up about 28% this season as inflation rises. The Miss USA pageant's parent company suspending the head of the competition. That decision following allegations made by several contestants on social media after this year's pageant suggesting there was favoritism toward Miss Texas. The head of Miss USA, Crystal Stewart, is denying those allegations. The first British century the currency to bear the likeness of King Charles is about to go into circulation. A 50 pence coin with a portrait of Charles III is being minted at Royal Facilities in Wales. Martin Jennings designed the coin. It has to be an image that will persist over the years and that will represent the generality of what people uh, imagine monarchy to be about. So it's not just 
a portrait of him. It's also, it needs to contain the role. A director for the Royal Mint says a new coin has King Charles on one side and a memorial for Queen Elizabeth on the other and will be in circulation by December. The official portrait of Charles, personally approved by the king, and the Latin inscription around the portrait reads, King Charles III, by the grace of God, defender of the faith. The billions of Queen Elizabeth coins that are in circulation will remain legal tender. Michael Kastner tells us, as we mentioned earlier in the weather, some areas across the country, particularly in the south, will get some much-needed rain this weekend. A storm system is expected to bring severe thunderstorms to Oklahoma and western and central Texas today. The area stretching from eastern Texas to the Florida Panhandle will see the biggest risk of severe thunderstorms and flooding beginning today and lasting through Sunday. The U.S. Drought Monitor shows that most of the central Gulf Coast region is currently experiencing severe drought conditions. A Colorado kid trying to become the youngest person to climb El Capitan and could finish that journey tomorrow. Yeah, and ever since Sam was little, we go crawl, walk, and then rock climb. And so that's very normal in our home. Wow. Eight-year-old Sam Adventure Baker of Colorado Springs began the climb as part of a four-person team this week. Reported yesterday morning he was about a third of the way up the towering vertical rock formation in California's Yosemite National Park. Once his team reaches the top, they'll camp out at the top before beginning the eight-mile hike back down to the bottom. God bless them. It is a Friday morning, 13 minutes past the hour. I do hope you're having a beautiful Friday and enjoying this wonderful fall weather. And if you're in parts of the country that uh, do have the change of seasons, I'm telling you, get out there and enjoy it because God is just showing off big time with the colors. I mean, crazy, gorgeous colors. Just spectacular. Because he got, he's God and that's what he can do. And he does so much and more. We'll be right back. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. I'm angry, frustrated. Sound like you? Someone you know? Well, it could be any of us from time to time. But there's different types of anger. It's not so cut and dry. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Ray. One thing is for sure, you don't need to suffer with anger frustration. In my book, Living Calm, Mastering Anger and Frustration, you'll learn whether your anger is a product of your nature or your nurture and how to regulate those emotions and those thoughts. You can get Living Calm and all my other books at AveMariaRadio.net. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. 
15 minutes past the hour every Friday, we sit down with Doug Heck, our president and chief operating officer at EWTN, to take a look at so what's coming up. We call this segment the inside word because it gives you the scoops. So you can jot it down, make a note of the terrific programming so you won't miss a thing. But remember, you can go back and always go to the homepage of EWTN.com. So here we are, Doug, less than two weeks away from the election, and there's so many stories that don't right. get the attention that they deserve. Thanks be to God. We can highlight them on the network, both on radio and TV. Good morning. Well, one of the things I did want to mention since you you brought up uh, politics before we get into some programming things, I didn't realize Michigan schools were only closed for three months. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. I I didn't know that. I also found out the other day that apparently gas prices were at $5 a gallon uh, when President Trump uh, left office. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's all come down since then. So according to our present president. So um, it's interesting facts out there that uh, are totally fungible. And, uh, you know, it's it's amazing. We live in a world where they say there's no there's no truth anymore. They, They absolutely prove it with making blatant statements. Oh, and also that, that totally the student incorrect. loan, the whole student loan situation, that that was actually passed by Congress by one or two votes as opposed to executive action. Who knew? Ab- absolutely. Well, you know, in the parallel universe that some people live in, that may in fact be what occurred. One thing I did want to mention is talking about parallel universes. We've been running a program, and I know you, I think pretty sure you did a, an interview with Mary, right, on the transgender movement, what Catholics yes. need to know, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And we were running that all week long now. You know, we've gotten some very positive feedback. Some people aren't so terribly happy, but you expect that when you're dealing with controversial things. But we're going to do something special on radio that Jack Williams and the boys uh, dreamt up for the week of November 7th to the 11th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to have in our open line slot, we're going to run the audio from the program. It's very audio radio friendly. And in the second half, um, you'll be able to call into the open line host who's on that day. And and uh, for questions or comments, wow, that would be a great idea. And so hopefully that'll uh, raise a lot of interest, and that'll be the week of November seventh through the eleventh. And of course, uh, this weekend we still have some great kids programming, Adventure Catechism coming up this Saturday, and something else that's really important to tie into what you said about the election is the novena to the Mother of God for the nation. Mm-hmm. which we used several years ago, uh, and we're it's starting October 30th through November 7th. So that'll be right after the Daily Mass um, in the morning on EWTN. We're going to have that novena. Pray for uh, you know good outcomes in the election, for life outcomes. Um, and also uh, we've got some programming featuring Mother Angelica. Of course, every year we bring her on Mondays for the uh, her classic uh, program on uh, on All Saints and Halloween, mm-hmm. a special program on purgatory happening on um, Halloween as well. We've got uh, classic uh, meditations on All Saints next week with Father Benedict Rochelle uh, that we bring out every year. People love that. Uh, Solemn Mass of All Saints, of course, from the Basilica. We've got great sermons, a new program. This one is Dramatization of St. Justin Martyr, one of his great sermons. And um, that's exciting. And we've got some other ones in the works we're working on, too, over in the U.K. And so you've got some great Shakespearean actors doing very who are humble Catholics who want to participate. And then All Souls Day, of course, we've got several programs, including St. Joseph, patron of a happy death that uh, our own Father Joseph did. And a very special program in the life of St. Margaret Costello next Wednesday. So check out EW10.com for everything, our on-demand page. And don't forget Podcast Central, where you can get all of the best of EW10's radio programs and TV programs, including this program 
and uh, and of course the best of the rest for programs we don't carry but we think are worth a listen. So check that Absolutely. out at EWTN.com. I received an email tying into to the what we're talking about this morning, Doug, from a listener. I haven't had a chance to to write her back. I will, but she asked some very good questions. She's very concerned about all the different news outlets out there. What do I recommend? I'm going to write her back, and I'm going to talk to her about about truth and how to discern. And I'm going to suggest some things to her in terms of things to look at. But right. I, I, I think what's really important is what we're doing, highlighting some of these issues that do not right. get the coverage and the examination that should be done by the media. Now, for example, you and I were talking during the break about this story that is uh, actually getting some um, headway over in Great Britain, at least. And, and one of the, my friends that works with me at my company, Teresa Tamio Communications, sent me this this morning. And the headline is, Change at Last. How has it taken the NHS so long to see sense on puberty-blocking drugs that can damage children? Now, this is a commentary piece. But this person writing saying change is at last taking place in the controversial arena of caring for Britain's transgender children. The turn of events is so dramatic. It is being hailed by family campaigners as a huge step toward ending what they call a massive medical and social experiment on youngsters who believe they've been born in the wrong body. NHS England, which is a history of listening to the pro-transgender lobby, has just Mm. announced plans to stop treating patients with powerful puberty blockers unless they are part of a strictly controlled clinical trial. The plans, if implemented, mean the use of these blockers, which pause puberty, are feared to cause irreparable harm, will be radically reduced. Now, we hope and pray they'll be banned completely. But this is a pretty big step, and this is something with these people who are involved in this. They're not coming at it from a religious perspective, but they've had many whistleblowers within these, these places who are seeing, really, abuse Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it was something we had we talked about on, on Father Spitzer's program uh, a couple of times as well. And this story as well about this idea that they're, they're talking about this realization that some of this dysphoria it may be transient. What, what a surprise that shock. you, you just can't you. be taking yeah. people who somehow culturally or in a part of their lives are confused and think it's this. Uh, like you said, you've got to have somebody in a controlled study. You can't be uh, just deciding because somebody feels this way uh, of what's going on in the world. Uh, you know, I don't know what I am, so I, 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 I need to do something as if that's going to make me better. Uh, and you've got to make sure, even though we don't support doing it at all, but if you're going to go down that path, at least you've got to go through the 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 rigor of of psychological and understanding all those things. Like we talked about, I think last week, and I even referenced our conversation with Father Spitzer, the right. idea of when you go for you know people think they're possessed. We don't do an exorcism right away. We go and we look for all the natural reasons why you feel this way. It should be right. exactly the same. That's what they're saying. You just can't rush into this. And this is the National Health Service right. for the In UK that's yeah. saying mm-hmm. this. Like you said, it's incredibly woke in general right. and for them to make this step back indicates how bad it must really be and i think this is one of the reasons that that the left is going absolutely ballistic over twitter being taken over by elon musk and not to say he's going to be the savior on the white horse but if he absolutely. lives up to what he has been claiming this is why they're so concerned because so many people have been banned have been canceled right. stories have been suppressed i mean we can go on and on and now they're like oh my goodness one person one leftist commentator actually said 
um, oh, hell is the gates of hell are opening at Twitter. I, I mean, seriously? Right, right. It's amazing that these people don't believe in anything, suddenly use all of these iconic right, images yeah. when it goes the wrong way. But it's interesting, you know, I go back to what you were saying earlier with the woman who wants to know, how do I know the right news sources? And obviously we'll promote EW10's news exactly. sources and Catholic mm -hmm. Radio. That being said, even some of the things we just talked about, if you watch the Fetterman um, debate, or oh. something like that. And then you watch some of the channels out there, MSNBC and others, try to act like that didn't happen. That's a great way for people to test. Look yourself. See what you saw happen. Then go and take a look at these outlets and say, how did they report what I saw? And you should trust the ones that seem to come the closest to what you personally what reality experienced is. right while right. it was going on. And mm -hmm. you'll be able to see the spin. And some of the spin is so incredible. I mean, you had you have these people going and saying that we shouldn't say anything about uh, Fetterman or, or even President Biden's incapability to string words together because that's like making FDR feel bad about his polio. Well, yeah, it's it's to the F point now where they're making they're saying this is all about disability and that we're, that we're right. nobody's you know, talking uh, about somebody yeah. in a wheelchair. Nobody's <laughs> right. talking about uh, somebody who had polio. His polio didn't affect his brain. You could argue right. about FDR either way or other people like that. But the idea that somehow these are the same things, we're not talking about somebody who, who lost an eye in the war or, or the one woman who was a congresswoman uh, in Illinois who's, who's in a wheelchair. No right. one has, that's not the issue. We're talking about people's mental capacity. This is a job. You're not playing football. Right. You're, but you're, that's you're all to shame brain. those who are bringing up the obvious and bringing up the truth. That's Absolutely. what it's all about. And to make them sound like heroes for, for doing this. And, and for his own benefit. It, you know, I, I'm concerned, just like we are for other people Absolutely. in office who, who are struggling. Doug, we're out of time. My gosh, that went by fast. Thank you so much. And great stuff coming up on the network. Uh, check it all out, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday, up next. Everyone said it would be quick and simple. I didn't go with her or try to stop her. She said it was her choice and her body. Look, I had other things to worry about. She didn't want to listen to me. I felt helpless. I didn't want to mess up all my plans. I gave up trying to change her mind. Are you a man suffering from a loss due to an abortion decision? If you are, you may feel alone. But you're not. There are people who understand and can help at ProjectJosephDallas.org. She said this was not going to affect me. Why am I still hurting? So much time has gone by and I still remember it. Don't suffer alone. Visit projectjosephdallas.org. A message from Project Joseph of Dallas. A ministry for men who have suffered the experience of abortion. Join Project Finding Calcutta for an incredible trip in India this Thanksgiving. Must have a passport to attend. Besides finding and seeing the poorest of the poor with the missionaries of charity, Sisters in Calcutta, you will also have the opportunity to walk in the footsteps of St. Thomas the Apostle, who evangelized over one million Indians. You get to visit Kerala to witness the fruits of his work and honor him at his tomb in Chennai, where he was martyred. Please sign up at projectfindingcalcutta.com slash trips.
A vast majority of Catholic youth are disconnecting from the church during their teenage years. To re-engage teenagers, Net Ministries offers dynamic evangelistic retreats that have helped over 2.3 million young people encounter the person of Christ. By scheduling a Net retreat, you create an opportunity for your young people to make the faith their own. Like one retreatant who shared, the Net retreat was a wake-up call for me. It's so easy to get distracted in the world, but it helped me to focus more on God and who God wants me to be. You can schedule your Net retreat today by going to netusa.org forward slash schedule. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It is a Friday morning. It's October 28th. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And don't forget, as Doug Keck mentioned in our Inside Words segment that we have every Friday, some great stuff coming up, as always, on EWTN, including both radio and TV, taking the content, the audio from the video series by Mary Rice Hansen regarding the transgender issue and then transferring that to radio and then allowing you to call in uh, between the, I think it's, he said, November 7th through the 11th, they have this opportunity to ask questions about this most important issue. So again, all the information available at EWTN.com. And this would be a good thing. This way they're breaking down the series now, Mary's series, on radio to get some friends who are thinking that the transgender issue is no big deal, not a problem, let people be who they think they are. But what's really behind this and how Mary dives into it so deeply and so importantly and powerfully about the truth. So again, uh, check that out, EWTN.com, this fantastic series that Mary Rice Hansen has been doing right here on the EWTN network on TV, but now being transferred the audio from the TV series onto the radio, because we can do that. We have the technology. All right, speaking of social media, speaking of media, speaking of radio, TV, technology, all that stuff, and especially social media, of course, the big story that is making uh, headlines all over the place, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. And he's already fired, as you heard in my newscast, several of the top executives. And he's saying that they misinformed him about fake accounts and other issues with Twitter. And so, bye-bye, don't let the door hit you on the way out. So, as Doug and I were discussing just a few minutes ago, you would think that the sky is falling, the world is ending, uh, you know, run for your lives, warning, warning, Will Robinson danger approaching. The left is having a huge, major meltdown. One person going, as I said to Doug, as far as saying all hell is breaking loose or hell is open, gates of hell are opening, and (laughs) Doug made a great point. These people are so anti-Christian, anti-God, and yet they use all these references to the spiritual world when things impact them. So Elon Musk has been sending out some very interesting tweets, including this one. A beautiful thing about Twitter is how it empowers citizen journalism people are able to disseminate news without an establishment bias that has not been happening at not only twitter but other major social media outlets to the point where so many people have been motivated to start other social media networks similar to twitter because they've been banned or they've been told that they're you know they're not woke enough uh, or they're discriminatory or whatever they've been told whatever they've been labeled and so people have gotten together and, and have, they've opened up other outlets. But Twitter, of course, has a huge audience. Now the left is saying everybody's going to drop off and Twitter is going to die and blah, blah, blah. I don't think so. I really don't. And there's even now people saying on the left, some people are saying, well, you know what, I'm going to stay because I think we still have to be heard. And you know what, they should. 
And as Doug and I were discussing, we're not saying that Musk is going to be the savior on the white, you know, the big, you know, white horse riding in to save the day. He's a billionaire. He bought this. He took it over. And he's promising it is going to be something in which people on all sides of issues can take part. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But he's made some very interesting comments, including saying this, and this is one of several tweets. I wanted to reach out personally to share my motivation in acquiring Twitter. There has been much speculation about why I bought Twitter and what I think about advertising. Most of it has been wrong. Shocker. The reason I acquired Twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. There is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far right wing and far left wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. In the relentless pursuit of clicks, much of traditional media has fueled and catered to those polarized extremes as they believe that is what brings in the money. But in doing so, the opportunity for dialogue is lost. Absolutely true. This weekend, my talk and the whole conference is about beauty. Good news conference. I mentioned I'm heading there uh, tomorrow morning. I'm doing a talk, a new talk called The Beauty of Listening. And not just listening to God and for God, but listening to each other. And how in this day and age, that simply does not happen. We shut down, we get upset, we get into screaming matches, and as Musk said, there is no dialogue. He goes on to say, that is why I bought Twitter. I didn't do it because it would be easy. I didn't do it to make money. I did to try and help humanity whom I love. And I do so with humility, recognizing that failure in pursuing this goal, despite our best efforts, is a very real possibility. And listen to this. That said, Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape, where anything can be said with no consequences. In addition to adhering to the laws of the land, our platform must be warm and welcoming to all, where you can choose your desired experience according to your preferences, just as you can choose, for example, to see movies or play video games ranging from all ages to mature. So it sounds, uh, I think, very good, very positive, and I really, really hope that we are going to see much more balance and stories, good, solid journalistic stories. For example, and this is not about party politics, I'm just using this as an example because we know the former head of Twitter admitted openly that they suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story and made it seem like Russian information. The media picked up on it. Russia, 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 misinformation. And this was during the election of 2020. And now, even these major news outlets are really realizing there's a huge story there that for the most part has been ignored because they felt it would damage their particular politician or politicians going into the 2020 election. There has been more coverage on that, not enough. And the New York Post is finally, I think, receiving some of the, of the credit they deserve in terms of really good investigative reporting. Because we all know that if that were someone, the son or daughter of a particular or any really strong conservative candidate, that would have been the lead story, and that story would have been with us 24-7 every single day, not only on social media, but in the first bag, as we say in broadcast news, of the TV newscast every single day, 24-7. We would not hear the end of it. 
because we know that the majority of the media and the surveys back this up all the way back to the 70s that they lean to the left and it's gotten much much worse in the last 20 years and the surveys and the research all there to prove it I wrote one book about it it's also in several of my other books and I know this also from personal experience so I think this is a good thing we'll see you know time will tell but why if the left says they the people on the left say that they just want free speech and we blah 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 are they so concerned because they realize that the stories and the truth including the story we discussed regarding the transgender issue and what's happening in Great Britain and across Europe where there is finally this acknowledgement about the dangers of these drugs that they're giving these babies who claim they are a girl or feel like a boy or a boy feel like a girl and just rushing them through where all heck is breaking loose in terms of the damage and so they are putting some pretty big restrictions on these drugs Please, God, let some of these stories come true to be in the public eye here in the United States, on Twitter, and other places. But I think we have a great opportunity, hopefully, we'll see, to get the truth out about so many issues about which we are concerned. Maybe it'll happen now on Twitter. Again, time will tell. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Craig Trzinski with BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association. Would you like to support the mission of BOMA USA and hear inspiring testimonies about how the pro-life and pro-family message starts with NFP and why it's increasingly needed today? Please join us for our banquet on November 12th in Frisco with guest speakers Bishop Joseph Strickland and Dr. Danielle and Kyle Kessner. For information and tickets, visit events.boma-usa.org. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Are you keeping a secret no one knows about? Are you worried your friends would reject you if they knew? We at Healing After Abortion understand the pain suffered by those who have experienced an abortion. Whether you thought it was your only option or felt pressured to make the decision, there is hope and healing available. Come join us November 18th to the 20th for a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-CARE or visit us at racheldallas.org. Do you need a new branding strategy that allows you to educate and engage with your local community while building trust and credibility? Decided Excellence Catholic Media offers a very unique branding platform which showcases you as the expert in your industry. Our exclusive publications are open, read, kept, and shared with thousands of readers and communities throughout Texas and nationwide. To learn more about our powerful branding solutions, please contact Doreen Chaney at dchaney at decidedexcellence.com. That's D-C-H-A-N-A-Y at decidedexcellence.com. Less than two weeks, hugely important midterms. Andrea Pachani Bayer on the phone with us this morning, legal analyst for EW Chan and strategy consultant and media fellow for the Institute of Human Ecology at Catholic U. Terrific commentary on the register. 
Faithful Catholics and the midterms, what to do? Andrea, boy, is that a big question. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I know. It is. It is. But it's a very exciting one to embrace. I, I'm, I really think that this is, this is a moment in which Catholic voters in America can shine. So in the basis of, and again, I read the commentary, very, very well done. The basis of your commentary was really kind of looking at what we're facing as Catholics who are really trying to live out the faith to the best of their ability. And you even highlighted, which I thought was really important, groups within the church that are off onto the extremes and trying to really push particular agendas within the church and saying certain things that are not helpful. Yes, you know, it's always there's always going to be some dissident voices in any group, and the church is not immune from that. Um, it's very frustrating when we find elected officials who are identifying as Catholic and are promoting ideas that are completely contrary to what we know to be true, good, and beautiful. Um, and and that can be very confusing, both for our fellow Catholics and for other people, um, to have such kind of a disconnect. So what is your best advice? Because, my goodness, it can be so overwhelming looking at all these. And we've got huge issues across the country, but especially states, and I know you're originally from Michigan, states like Michigan, California, Vermont, in terms of especially abortion measures. What else are our Catholics facing right now in this election particularly that's really important? Well, I think, you know, the, the biggest hurdle always in an election is civic engagement. To really know as Catholics we have an obligation to be educated, well-informed about the issues that, that we're going to be facing um, in the ballot box at the polling place. And so to do our homework, that's the most important thing. And then, you know, obviously dovetailing with that is to actually vote. Um, you know, we think about um, across across the world, this is a, a treasure and a blessing that we have the ability to, to let our concerns be heard. Many people um, in different parts of the world don't have that authority, and we need to embrace it, cherish it. But I think the next thing is is to realize, you know, there are high stakes. There are high stakes for our federal government, um, the power within uh, the branches of uh, the House and the Senate are up for grabs, but really at the states. And, and after the Dobbs decision, voting um, these state elections has become even more crucial. Just like you said, in Michigan, the issue of abortion is is front and center California but you know boy from the top on down we need to make sure that the people that we're voting for are firmly in favor of life and doing all that they can to support especially women in need I'm so, so glad you, you brought that up because sometimes people don't pay attention to those smaller positions, but that's how uh, the the people on the left who are pro-abortion, uh, pro-everything else, uh, that, that goes directly against our faith. And, and actually, I, I think the beliefs of most people, when you come right down to it, they've been able to get so much power and leeway, especially, for example, when we look at the schools, the school board positions, and what happens and how they can really push particular agendas. And they start at some of the lowest levels that you wouldn't even think were important no you're absolutely right i mean these like uh, the closer we get boots on the ground the more important and, and our catholic tradition talks about that um both in its importance of the family but in in our communities but we also need to look uh, at 
like you said, these races that people kind of didn't pay much attention to. State Supreme Court right. justices can often be subject to um, election. There are many that are up for election, and we know how important they are right now in this post-Dobbs world, post-Roe world. And, and educating ourselves on the position, both the respect for law, the rule of law that the candidates have, and whether they are committed to enforcing uh, the sanctity of life, protecting the sanctity of life, and other cherished freedoms, religious freedom, conscience rights. There's a big battleground that's out there, and we want to make sure that our judiciary, um, which we've seen at the Supreme Court, at the U.S. Supreme Court level, being so consistent with um, the rule of law and, and basic you know, civil liberties, that that also is reflected in our state courts as well. We're talking with Andrea Pachati Bayer. She's legal analyst for the network, EW10, and strategy consultant and media fellow for the Institute of Human Ecology at Catholic University of America. Really great commentary. Highly recommend it. Faithful Catholics in the midterms, what to do. We'll put a link to it on the Catholic Connection archives at Ave Maria Radio, but also just do a quick search on the register. It's still there. Andrea, I, I think it's really important. You, you mentioned something off the top of the interview, which I, I talk about all the time. Do your homework. And yes, we're all busy, but this is super important. And people say, well, and this is a really good question, actually. I just had this yesterday. Where do I go for the information? How do I know if someone, if a candidate is truly pro-life well I, I would say they could start obviously with us with the register and and catholic news agency and ew teen news nightly the world over uh, in you know ew 10 news and death all of our programs yes but i think even in their own states to go to many pro-life organizations that actually put out the people whom they're supporting and they give their background they give their votes and if they're a new candidate they give their platforms obviously check out the the candidates platform and their website themselves because most of the can these candidates now running you know have fundraising links out there or they have information online see what they say about the issues yes it takes time but this is the, our nation is at stake I, mean, I know we say this every election right but these midterms i mean come on hugely important for the future of our country no absolutely and i would just i would say i'm really impressed across the country the catholic conferences in different states have been very helpful in identifying uh, candidates and positions, especially on issues of life. And I'm very surprised. Used to be people were a little cagey about the issue if they were um, supporting abortion. Now they're unabashed about it. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to know um, where we stand on things. And it's also important after the election to hold people accountable, even if they're the candidates that we didn't vote for, to hold them accountable and keep pressing them. We've seen wonderful conversions of hearts and minds in these last few years, and we need to continue to have that confidence that this is something that can be done. We just need to kind of play the long game, I guess. I think it's it's very telling, and this whole message from particular candidates, the ones that are really strongly pro-abortion, they will not allow themselves to be pinned down, and this is so, so telling. They will not allow themselves to be pinned down on any restrictions. Well, what do you feel should be a restriction? They always go back to, well, it should be between a woman and her doctor. That doesn't answer the question. I have seen this from candidates in Arizona, from candidates in Pennsylvania, uh, and all across the board, Andrea. They will not, those who are pro-abortion, will not answer 
the question of limitations because they know that if they say anything, that Planned Parenthood and the abortion lobby, which is probably supporting their campaign, is going to go crazy because they and they're all in through nine months of pregnancy and beyond for extremes, and they know they're answering this way because they know most of America isn't there. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Teresa. I mean, big abortion has taken such an important role in our democracy, and we as Americans need to decide, are we going to rally? And especially as Catholics, you know, we we know where the truth is, and we need to rally ourselves, rally our neighbors, talk to people. Things change in very unexpected ways. I'm currently living in Virginia, and last year, when we had our gubernatorial elections, a surprise candidate won, and he won predominantly on the issue of parental rights in education because people across the aisle all said parents should be a part of their children's education, and anyone that doesn't respect that isn't somebody who should be leading us. So I think that, that we, we really need to never underestimate the power of the American voter and the role that the church and individual Catholics have in helping our, our fellow Americans. And I also think, and by the way, if you're just tuning in to Catholic Connection on a Friday morning, 48 minutes past the hour, having a great conversation about the election and Catholics with Andrea Pachotti Bayer. She's a legal analyst for EW Chan and strategy consultant and media fellow for the Institute of Human Ecology at Catholic U. I also think that we shouldn't assume that the people in the pew next to us know what's going on. Let me give you an example um, from your original home state of Michigan. My husband, who's a deacon, preached last weekend on, on Proposal 3 of course, tying it in with the readings and whatnot. But he received, after the noon mass, I mean, quite a loud um, applause. And a woman came up to him afterwards, and she's a pretty pro-life person, and she was going to vote no on Proposal 3 anyway. But she said it was so enlightening what she heard Dominic say throughout, you know, pinpointing everything that was happening. She says, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this particular aspect of this measure. She says, this is going to help me as I continue to try to witness about this. So we shouldn't assume even people who try to do their best and you know be faithful to the church understand fully what's going on here. No, you're absolutely right and God bless your husband for for taking the opportunity to inform and educate people. We found this happen very much at at the federal level with the suggested equality act which has pitfalls that are just really frightening taking civil rights our civil rights laws and expanding them beyond what is reasonable and necessary and allowing whether it's gender ideology or big abortion to have an influence i think the same is happening in michigan we know that that's happening in california there are so many issues and so many concerns in these big states that have such consequence and we need to be really rallying. We really need to talk in detail. Um, the register, as you mentioned before, has a great treasure trove of information mm-hmm. at different localities and um, kind of working through the, the matters. But I think, you know, it's, again, it, it takes a little bit of homework. It's not that hard. And we need to know that our work doesn't end just after Election Day. It's a continuing role that we have as, as citizens. Well, we, we do our homework, wonderful. and we're all, we're all, we all do this. We do our homework, for example, when, uh, you know, we're purchasing a home, or maybe we're looking for a gym, or maybe we're trying to find a good restaurant for a birthday or an anniversary party, or planning a vacation. You can spend hours, hours researching where to go, what to do, and, you know, where do you want to stay and whatnot. So we're not willing to spend a little bit of time doing our homework on the election, seriously, which has so much more impact than a vacation or, you know, whatever. 
No, you're right. And 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 it's very interesting, Teresa. I was thinking a lot about this and I lived in South America for about a decade in, in a beautiful country of Colombia. And at one point, there were some elections going on. Someone came by the house with a big bag of potatoes. And they gave the bag of potatoes, and the expectation was that we were going to vote. I couldn't vote, but the people in my household that were Colombians would vote for this candidate that they were representing. And that happened. A lot of people would sell their vote for a bag of potatoes mm. or a bag of concrete. And... You know, obviously I took the potatoes and we all had potato soup, but we vote our conscience. And this is something that requires us as Americans to develop that conscience, really be able to study, to know what's at stake, and to share that information with people around us, whether we're doing active, um, you know, political advocacy or just with our neighbors. You know, just now is a time where we can talk one-on-one, our friends, our relatives, this is important, and we shouldn't let our vote be sold for a bag of potatoes on behalf right. of Planned Parenthood. Boy, the Planned Parenthood connection all over the place, and, and, and that you could just see, the you know, follow the money. That's one of the first things you learn in journalism school is follow the money. It's amazing how many reporters are ignoring just that or following it to the point where their editors are saying, don't speak about this because we get support from, you know, these various agencies, these left-leaning agencies. It's it's very frightening. So you really do have to do your homework, but the resources are there, and, and I think your, your article, your commentary is an excellent one. And within that, as you said, Andrea, there are links to some of our, our files that we've compiled that can help you. But I would always encourage people, as you said, to go to your local state Catholic conference, the Michigan Catholic conference, for example. Phenomenal job uh, putting together all this information. Also to your pro-life groups, for example, Right to Life in Michigan. It puts out a terrific uh, list every year and describes where the candidates stand. And then check out their platforms. That doesn't take much time. And where do they stand on abortion? Where do they stand on marriage? Where do they stand on, on this whole transgender issue? And so watch the wording, too, and what they say. It's very, very important. Thank you so much for your great work. You're going to be putting out anything else on the register before the election? You know, I don't think so, but I do have a lot coming up. There's a lot going on in the Supreme Court um, this term, and so please, you know, stay tuned and, and read my stuff because all of this matters for each one of us. These aren't lofty issues that don't touch our day-to-day existence it really is a wonderful moment that we have to be engaged, to be informed, and to know that our system of democracy is, is working and hopefully will work towards what's, again, good, true, and beautiful. Brava, fellow Italian-American sister. <laughs> it's great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry, had Thanks, to get Greg. that in there. With a name like Picciotti, I love it. Andrea Picciotti, Bear, legal analyst for EW10 and strategy consultant and media fellow for the Institute of Human Ecology at the Catholic U. Check out her article on the Register and her great work all over. We'll be right back on a Friday. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. It's tough raising faithful Catholic kids in today's world. How do you teach your kids to cherish their faith and carry it into adulthood? Find out in a new free webinar hosted by us, Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak, called Raising Confident Catholic Kids. It's happening on Monday, November 14th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Sign up today at catholichom.com slash webinar. Remember, it's free. Again, that's catholichom.com slash webinar. He was a pope, a saint, and a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. Pope St. Gregory I the Great is one of only four popes honored as the Great. Among his many achievements was sending missionaries across northern Europe, especially St. Augustine of Canterbury, who brought Christ to the people of England. In a pun, Pope Gregory called the English people angels. He died in 604. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for almost 20 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company, and it sent millions of dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. 5G coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. Live chat and a video introduction are available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Don't forget to check out all the information. If you missed something, at the archive section at Catholic Connection, AveMariaRadio.net. And for all the great programming, of course, overall, EWTN.com. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Hello, my name is Bill Mertz. My wife Liz and I own MasterTech Auto Repair in Plano. We're proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. MasterTech is a full-service auto repair. From oil changes to complete engine replacement, our transmission service. We're located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. 
Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.